The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. Ooh, two boots and Salvation Taco. I say mm. we combine both of them. Salvation boots. Salvation boots. Nice. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, disrupting the disruptors, and vending machines that just sit there and judge you. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we have a big old box of tech news to unpack, and we also ponder iTunes. Is it a program past its prime? But first, some news. News, news. We got judgy vending machines and whether or not iTunes has passed its prime. Yeah, it's, wow. uh, and I'm sure you have some opinions on that as you are a connoisseur of audio management software on I, I any ve- platform. Very rarely do I have an opinion on anything. Very rarely. <laughs> I find Very that rarely. hard to believe, sir. But speaking about opinions. Speaking, speaking about opinions. Oh, look, there's one now. Opinions, yes, exactly. I do have an opinion on something. What is your opinion? I've decided I have found what I consider for me personally the perfect iPhone case. <gasps> really? Now what makes it perfection? It's got a loop. A loop. It's got a loop on the back. Okay, so it's got like a little, a little. I'll show you. Let me clutch show you. purse kind of loop. Or? <laughs> See this thing? Oh yeah. The company's called Loopy that makes this. All and right. The website is loopycases.com. Mm-hmm. This thing is just ingeniously simple. They put a rubber band. Basically, is what this is. Take it out. Yeah, yeah. This is the iPhone Seven Plus. Yes. Yeah, so it's a big honking phone. You can you can turn it into a ring. Too. Exactly. It's it keeps you occupied. Uh-huh, and it, stuck to your finger, so it's not fingers. smashing its face on the pavement. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And also, considering the size of the phone, because let's be honest, it's the bigger model. Without having the little loop, you can't. You need two hands to mm-hmm. get to like the screen, so it's useless. But with this loop, to securely hold it against to securely your fingers. hold it, I can reach every part of the screen. Uh-huh. I'm sure there are cheaper alternatives out there. Is that like a $45 rubber band there? It's or? a $35 rubber band there. <laughs> for this low, low price. For this low, low price of $35. Now, you know, for, for long-time listeners, you know I am not the type of person who likes to pay a lot for their case. You are not generally frivolous in this regard. I am not. But you, this thing is perfect. The lip actually extends beyond the glass, so even if you do drop it... Yeah, if it face plants, it won't contact. Exactly. You've got some more protection in the back because, ironically, because of the loop, it's got like a raised back, so it protects your camera a little better, and you know the camera juts out on the new iPhones. I really like this case. Really? I've not seen you be so sentimental about a a enclosure. I I bought one for my kids. I bought one for my wife. I was like, listen, I don't care how much these things cost. They were... A really smart, one of these simple inventions that you're like, why didn't I think of that? And because I didn't think of it, let me support the people who actually invented this damn thing. And you know what? I spent $35 on a, on a phone case. And your whole family's loop now. My whole family's loopy now. All right. Well, congratulations on finding a, a consumer product that actually made you happy. Yes, it actually makes me happy. It really does. They make them for Samsung, too. So don't think I'm just, uh, you know, shilling for the iPhone folks. Uh-huh. I, I have gone through hundreds of phone cases, and this is by far my favorite. All right. So, and if it keeps the phone protected, that's, that's right. the uh, ultimate goal that's there. That's exactly it. Look at this. We got a, a product review in and everything. I know. You, you did that in, uh, you know, smoothly. <laughs> so smoothly. Yes. 
No, I'm intrigued. I, I had not seen the loop case before. It's very useful. It, I, it comes for the smaller size, too. But as you know, the screens on the iPhone 7 is pretty big, too. And yeah. Not as honking big as a 7 Plus, but they're getting beefy. Yeah. They, they And, you know, this year, who knows what they'll do with their 10th yeah, anniversary, the, the which eight, we shall talk about. Yeah, exactly. Since we have uh, a, a considerable chunk of news chunk, here, uh, l- let us uh, roll through and metric uh, buttload. Yes, see, see what happened uh, in the tech world this week. Okie doke. Now, as you know, what Uber is to professional taxi and limousine drivers, Airbnb is to the hotel industry. Yes. And uh, they seem as a technology fuel competitor that's been sapping profits from once lucrative businesses. I believe that is the viewpoint of those uh, establishments. I believe you're correct. However, the old guard is using legal means to hit back at the newcomers, as explained by the New York Times this week. According to the Times, which obtained documents from the American Hotel and Lodging Association, uh, an industry group, I hear they have fabulous parties. I'm sure they do. Uh, they have a plan for multi-pronged national campaign approach at the local, state, and federal level here. There's pronging involved. Yes, there are prongs here. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, all of this uh, pronging is to rein in Airbnb. So uh, the Times got a look at these documents uh, from the American Hotel and Lodging Association, and they uh, found this plan. And elements of this plan include lobbying state attorneys general and local politicians to reduce the number of Airbnb hosts, financially funding studies to show that Airbnb is filled with people who are maybe kind of quietly running illegal hotels out of residential apartment buildings, and uh, also pointing out that Airbnb hosts do not collect those hefty hotel taxes and uh, also don't have to comply with the same safety and security regulations that established hotel operators must abide by. So they're uh, pointing all this out to the local politicians and saying, look, these guys are, you know, getting away with this. And you also mm-hmm. you're not getting your hotel tax, which if you've ever stayed in a hotel and you look at your bill yeah, and exactly. you know, your low price has this big chunk in tax on it. Yeah. And also there have been reports about some racially uh, yes. charged issues with yes, Airbnb. Yes, uh, Airbnb hosts are, right. are not being uh, – Believers in equality, I guess. Yes, exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, all kinds of things there. I mean, but there are some Airbnb hosts that are lovely. Oh, of course. Yeah. Lovely We're not slamming Airbnb no, absolutely here. absolutely not. Just some of the hosts who, right. who are mean. They're mean. But for you nice hosts out there, thank you for uh, abiding absolutely. by the laws. Yes. Uh, now, this uh, plan seems to be working, though, as short-term rental laws restricting Airbnb's activities were passed in New York, Chicago, San Francisco, uh, Los Angeles, and a few other places around the country hmm. within the past year so. All huge tourist spots. Yes, yes. And so the uptick is here. You know, the Hotel Association was not making a big deal out of it, but they just quietly started working the political angle said, hey, you got to look at this Airbnb here. And so instead of having this big tantrum and freaking out about losing uh, all of these potential profits, they kind of went behind the scenes, went through political channels, mm-hmm. and uh, they're starting to see effects now. Hey, this is the disrupting the disruptor. This would be. Nice. Yes. Yay, and, I, uh, got the, there's I got a, one. There's another point yeah. to, to the story. You figured it out. I figured it out. Uh, well, sometimes it'd be kind of vague, too. Well, that's good. It's a like my Easter egg. It's like my Easter egg. Yes. I got you. I see what you do. I smell what you're cooking. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Let me just throw in some Cajun spice here. There you go. Now, uh, New York City is considering a proposal from the Taxi and Limousine Commission itself that would require car services that accept uh, only credit cards, like Uber, to make it possible that passengers who want to tip their driver can do so by adding the tip to the credit card. Uber passengers uh, currently don't have a tipping option built into the app. I think Lyft does, but Uber does not have a tipping option. Lyft does, yes. Uh, the Independent Drivers Guild, which represents Uber drivers in New York, submitted a petition with more than 11,000 signatures asking for that tipping option to be added. Uber passengers have always been able to give a cash tip, but uh, as you know, cash is kind of dwindling as a popular payment form. As cash people is just not cool. to the plastic and the phone. 
And uh, many riders are also not aware that tipping is an option or even you know, an obligation in, in some Can they use Google customers. Coin? I don't know if I don't think they can use Google, no Google yeah, Coin. Yeah, no, I think unless the the uh, driver happens to accept that. Uh, Minecraft. Uh, yeah, no, nuggets? no Minecraft coins. Yeah, no. no. I, I, no. Maybe there's some bartering a sheep or something. No. I, I, don't, I know. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think it's cash or credit here. Cash or credit. If this uh, does go through, though, drivers would actually make more money because a lot of these independent drivers, uh, see the taxi drivers, kind of add on to their salary with the the practice of tipping here and. They're not getting this because it's not in the app, and a lot of their huh. passengers don't realize that, oh, I should tip. I don't understand why Uber wouldn't do that right off the bat. Apparently, if New York passes such a law, this would be a big change as to how Uber operates in the Big Apple, and other cities could follow suit. You're kind of sneaky. Mm-hmm. Because this one's kind of a disrupting the disruptor one, too. Yeah, yeah, see? Yeah, it's you part see? Parcel, yeah, mm-hmm. no. I'm on to your game, you J.D. You are. All right. I well, um, speaking of disruptions, Facebook. Yes, yes. And we have some, some good news and bad news for Facebook. Uh, clearly, okay. we know what the bad news is uh, with the thing that happened in Cleveland. But yes. let's get to the good news first. Um, good news. Facebook hosted its annual uh, F8, or Fate, Developers Conference this week and had a bunch of announcements about your reality. My reality? Well, our reality. Okay, the fair The collective enough. reality of Facebook users. CEO Mark Zuckerberg revealed Facebook Spaces, a virtual reality app that lets you hang out with your Facebook friends in an interactive virtual environment if you all have the Oculus Rift and Touch VR hardware. So uh, there's that. Hold on a second, J.D. Yes. Hold on. What you're telling me is that Facebook is pushing a way to hang out with your friends but not be hanging out with your friends. In a virtual reality. Well, if your friends are scattered across the country, maybe. so no, this is just weird. So, now they've gone into weird territory. Yes, well, you, basically it's like a friend matrix, I think, for Facebook. You know, the metric matrix. You, you put on the, the uh, Rift and Touch uh, system, which, you know, the touch is sort of like the little hand controls or you sensation, and then you've got the, the Oculus Rift goggles. You go into these Facebook spaces with your friends, and you can kind of run through this virtual reality world. Uh, I mean, that's the plan once it gets up and running. There was a movie. Was it Demolition Man with Sly Stallone? I, I did not see that. I, I have missed a lot of Stallone. I Stallone's, think it might have been, you know, our friends uh, were he's canon, yes. Our friends out there who are into this stuff might know. I may be getting it wrong, but I believe it was Demolition Man where they would put on – VR units to have, you know, uh, let's just say adult fun. Okay. This is where we're going to now. Uh-huh. This is exactly yeah, yeah, what's... Yeah, no, grown-up happy time is not... It's oh. probably already happening. Oh, in, stop, stop. That's in certain stop. circles, probably not on Facebook, but oh. there are... This is exactly where we're going, like yeah. virtual happy time. Yes, well, it's... Uh, for, for Facebook now, though, they're just saying it's it's friendly friend time. Fr- uh, friendly friend time. Okay, yes, that's what uh, we're calling it. That's a euphemism. Okay. Yes. Uh, well, you know, you're getting together, playing with your virtual puppies or something. I don't know what you're doing because hey, I don't have an Oculus Rift. Please tell but, me that doesn't mean anything no, else. No, okay. Just virtual dogs. All right. But Facebook is also working on augmented reality effects for its okay. camera. Uh, we like augmented reality. And easier ways for people to find bots on Facebook Messenger, I guess, if you want okay. to talk oh, to yeah. a bot. Bots are the good thing, right? Yeah, bots yeah. are like, these, these are the good bots. Yeah, the good bots. Gotcha. Now, uh, getting back to the sort of uh, bad news that Facebook had this week, um, you know, people have done some truly heinous, reprehensible mm. things over streaming video, and Facebook found itself scrambling after a man in Cleveland filmed himself committing a murder last weekend and posted the act on the social network. Now, Justin Osofsky, Facebook's vice president of global operations, has a post on the company's blog detailing how they dealt with crime. And uh, he writes, quote, as a 
The result of this terrible series of events, we are reviewing our reporting flows to be sure that people can report videos and other material that violates our standards as easily and quickly as possible. In this case, we did not receive a report about the first video because I guess he posted uh, a series of these. Yeah. And we only received a report about the second video containing the shooting more than an hour and 45 minutes after it was posted. We received reports about the third video containing the man's live confession only after it had ended. The post that he put up also recreates a timeline of the events and noted when Facebook disabled the killer's account and took down the videos. So nobody was expecting this, so I guess it kind of caught him. And the killer killed himself uh, earlier this week as well, so the guy is is not out there anymore, Mm -hmm. thankfully. But um, this is one of these things that people are looking at all of these, like, truly horrific things that they can do on Mm -hmm. the service, and it's just completely, you know, catching normal people off guard. Yeah, this was just... This was awful. Yeah. I mean, this was just horrible. Yeah, and I think it was on Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday. It was an elderly gentleman who was a victim. Just awful. Yes. And this is one of these rare occasions where I am not upset this guy who was responsible is no longer on the planet. Yeah, yeah, no, he... I'm not. Know. I'm not. Ba- I'm not upset with that. Yes, you. You yeah. were fine with his. Uh, yes. Leaving the earth. Yes, yes. indeed. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to less depressing news. Uh, well, less depressing unless you're Netflix. Right. The uh, streaming video company has had its ups and downs with its first quarter earnings. Now, while Netflix didn't lay out a lot of cash for big original productions during the period, it also didn't sign up lots of new subscribers curious about one of those big original productions. Hmm. So they had a little uh, uh, lowered uh, money expectations. But uh, things could be looking up, though. House of Cards returns for its fifth season on May 30th. And Netflix has some notable movie projects coming out during the second quarter. So those curious customers will probably be back to see what they're up to. You know what I got hooked on on Netflix? After no. the Americans on Netflix, Troll Hunter. Troll Hunter. Guillermo del Toro. Oh. Totally fascinating animated show. I see. Really a lot of fun. Kelsey Grammer. The sad part is that Anton Yelchin. Who, uh, oh, yeah. He plays. Uh, Chekhov, yeah. Yes, he plays uh, the, the lead character. There were 26 episodes that they did before he passed away. Mm-hmm. I believe there is going to be another season after this, but I'm not sure. It may not happen. But. The animation is top-notch. It's from DreamWorks. No, really? I mean, the voice talent is amazing. Like I mentioned, Kelsey Grammer is one of the main characters, and he's a hoot. Really well-done show. Uh, I I mean, it's a lot of fun. I actually watched it with my kids, and now I'm like, Going back to watch it Yeah, it's actually a very, very good show. And, of course, I'm waiting for Voltron. Yes. Bring back Voltron quickly, please. Yes, you're having your Voltron withdrawal there. Yes, I am. All right. Well, well. Hopefully, Netflix has heard, heard your pleas. Yes, and, hopefully. And, uh, we'll, we'll get cracking there. Yes, come on, get to work. Yes. Now, if you use uh, the Android Pay mobile payment system on your phone, uh, you don't use it, do you? No, I don't. Yeah, and yeah, no, I, I don't either. But for people out there who do, uh, you all might be interested to know that PayPal has joined up as a source of funds. So if you have Android Pay, you got PayPal in there. I think uh, Discover is kind of in the mix too. Yeah. Pretty much anywhere. PayPal and Discover are accepted. You should be able to use the, the Android Pay there. So. I'm a PayPal kind of guy. Really? I you just PayPal you find a it lot. convenient? Yeah, I do find it convenient because it was the only option at one point. Uh, yeah, I remember. And even before they began to take yeah. credit cards themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So something for the PayPal fans. Although I have used Apple Wallet. Yes. Is it Wallet? Or yeah, Apple well, Pay? I'm sorry. Yeah. I have used Apple Pay on occasion. Very rarely. Once yeah. or twice. Yeah, well, by the time I remember, oh, yeah, this is a store that takes this. I'm yep. usually already paid in yeah, exactly. other forms, but it's nice to know that it's there in case you ever do need it. That's it. Now, Samsung's Galaxy S8 phones go on sale this month and uh, have been getting 
largely enthusiastic reviews from tech publications. Yeah, there's a few people who have a, some quibbles with it. Let's be honest. If it doesn't blow up, that's a plus. Yeah, yeah. yeah you they're, know? they're ahead of the game there. Yeah. So the Galaxy S8 is a rolling app, but it looks like the Bixby voice assistant is catching a later flight. Really? Uh, Samsung announced that certain Bixby features like the Vision Home and Reminder functions will work uh, when the Galaxy S8 arrives on April 21st, but the much-hyped Bixby voice element won't be available till next spring. That's the sort of artificial intelligence uh, outthinking you before you know what you want. Uh, some news outlets have reported that Bixby Voice wasn't working very well in press demos, so maybe that has something to do with the delay. You know, that back into the lab there, Bixby Voice. Yeah, come on. I kind of felt that Bixby, you know. B- Bixby had his uh, press releases ready before yeah, uh, showtime. I, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Yeah, so uh, something to look forward to in the spring, I guess. For some. Yes. Now, this year's 10th anniversary iPhone is still a long way from its expected release this fall, but the Apple blogs are starting to buzz anyway, yes, as they, they do. Yes, they are. Bloomberg is hearing that Apple is prepping three different iPhone models for launch day, including a sleek top-of-the-line version with an all-screen front, curved glass, advanced cameras, and a stainless steel frame. That's not happening. None of that is happening. Yeah, Guarantee you none of that yeah, is yeah, happening. Yeah, so the, yeah, that's probably you know the, the fake one they put yeah. out there. One of the hope-for enhancements in the next iPhone uh, that the blogs are also murmuring about is proving to be a little more problematic and may not even make it into the new hardware. If one is to believe the rumors, Apple is working on an iPhone with an edgeless screen and no home button, and the display can handle all the home button's chores uh, with the haptic feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, just push the screen. You kind of like what they're doing with their touchpads now. Right. But um, it seems that uh, everything works basically, except for the Touch ID function, because if you get rid of the home button, that's where you put your, your fingerprint now to, right. to log in. Right. If they move that to the screen, the phone's got to be a fingerprint sensor as well, and apparently Apple can't get the optical fingerprint scanner working in that new screen the way they want it to. So uh, it sounds like this means that the fingerprint sensor will either go to the back of the phone, like some people are predicting it. Like the Samsung? Yes, or uh, they'll have to figure out something or delay this feature. But uh, whatever new iPhone you manage to uh, pick up this fall, it'll be running iOS 11, which we expect to find out more about in June at the Worldwide Developers Conference. See, this is my thing. You know, there are hundreds of these websites out there that live and die by posting like, oh, you know, I found this manufacturer in, you know, the bowels of uh, Siberia who make a widget for the thing and they say they change this and that and the other thing, right? Yeah. I haven't heard a lot of that. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, the supply chain watchers. Yeah. I'm thinking it's going to be pretty much a lot like the iPhone 7. Well, this think, is my take, I think take, the lower-end models will. And, and and a lot of the newer stuff is coming from Mark Gurman, who went, mm-hmm. was from 9to5Mac, was getting all these scoops, and right. then moved over to Bloomberg. So right. a lot of this stuff is coming from him. But uh, And I don't know if Apple's just doing controlled leaks to preferred bloggers. Of course they do, yeah. Or what. But I think it will probably – because I think they, they could still be prototyping stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they usually don't kick into production until summer, so. Yeah, I don't expect – the huge, I can't Yeah, I think there might be would. one that's kind of different and then two that are sort of shinier versions of last right. year's model. And then the, the one that's different, they're going to charge. Yeah, that'll be the $1,000 model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm getting tired of getting uh, nickel and dimed by yeah. Apple. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, well, I think they, they do feel the need to do something big because, you know, 10th anniversary. But uh, you know what how would big be nice? can they go? They can just put the headphone jack back. That, that, that would, would be, be nice. the gift for you. There's a rumor that I read that they're giving us the uh, actual dongle for free again on oh, the really? next phone. Do, so nice of them. pitchforks and torches yes, and the outrage from exactly. the audio community. So nice of them. 
Yes. Here is your $9 piece of plastic to replace the thing we took out on you in the last one. I'm still ticked at them. I can tell. Yep. We'll finish up our Apple news here so it does not uh, enrage you further. (laughs) Okay. Um, the Apple rumor mill is also grinding about updates to tvOS and iOS. Mm. Some claim that Apple TV will get multi-user accounts built in because uh, they've seen some kind of like alpha software or whatever. Mm. But multi-user accounts so that multiple people do not have to put up with each other's screen and app preferences when using the Apple TV. You just log into your own account and there you go. Kind of cool. And uh, while this is uh, unverified, obviously – uh, that has not stopped Apple observers to uh, speculate that iOS may be getting multi-user accounts as well, which if you think about it, Android has had for several versions oh, yeah. where the same people can use a tablet and just log into their own version. And yep. the iPad and the iOS stuff, it's all on the same one and it could be problematic. Yeah, it could be. So so we'll see if that, that pans out too. They are kind of overdue, I think, for, for multi-user accounts. Yeah, well, they got to wait until Samsung does it. Yeah, and then and then claim to do it better. Of course. Now, Instagram uh, continues to make update announcements. Last week was Instagram Direct, and this week the company is introducing more new features like the ability to tap and hold the bookmark icon underneath any post to save it directly to a collection. As uh, the blog post says, you can create and name a new collection when you save a post, or you can add two on you've already created. You can also create a collection out of your existing saved posts. Tap the plus icon on the top right corner to give your collection a name and select the post you'd like to add to it. So I guess if you want to have your Instagram memories all collected in one area here, you can do that. Okay. I know you're thinking naughty pictures. I'm always thinking naughty pictures, yeah. but I'm out of the Instagram game anyway. Yeah, so. so you quit that one cold turkey? I did indeed. Yes. But where you have Instagram, you inevitably have Snapchat, you know, usually a little bit farther down the road. <laughs> yeah, just uh, a little bit. The company has introduced 3D experiences to its world lenses feature. I saw a couple of videos on this where people can, you've got this sort of augmented reality things and you can integrate mm-hmm. them into your videos and it's wacky fun for you and all your friends. Zany. Yeah, I think there were like some little rainbow things happening yeah, there. That's but, cute. But yeah, it's, it's spring. People are rolling out some new features. Um, and Steve Ballmer has finally found a hobby after his retirement from Microsoft. <laughs> Didn't he buy a, a sports team? I yeah, thought that got, was enough I think he's got him. the LA Clippers. Yeah. Uh, but the former CEO of the Windows Empire is starting a nonpartisan database website called USA Facts that tracks just where and how lawmakers spend money across federal, state, and local governments. Oh, I'm kind of digging that. Yeah, he and he's using it, and he's basically saying, well, you want to know how much money the airport gets, and, and you know, people want to know this stuff. Of course. you don't really see it, and so he is using this database with the stuff that they have to file legally to kind of collect it all. I said it's basically a 10K form uh, for the <laughs> right, government. Right, right. And so he's going to have this uh, database up and running later this year. We'll have a link on the show page uh, so you can get an announcement uh, when USA Facts officially launches. I, for one, am intrigued. So am I. Yeah. That's very cool. Might be horrified, but yeah, intrigued I'm sure, nonetheless. I'm sure we will be. Now, uh, Amazon's cashierless grocery stores may have had to go back to the drawing board, but another company plans to bring vending machines enabled with artificial intelligence to New York. <laughs> Oh, I know your mind is already thinking Bronx here. <laughs> I but, am um, definitely. So, uh, the company is so called uh, ViaTouch Interactive Media, and it's created this system it calls Vicky, which is an acronym that stands for ViaTouch IntelliShelf Cognitive Kinetic Interactions. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. I hate to do this. I know you're on a roll. You've got your flow going. But you say ViaTouch, I hear ViaDuck. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking Marx Brothers all the way. ViaDuck, mm-hmm. why not a ghost? Yeah. Ugh. Such an inter- You can't get the classics out of your mind. You can't. But, <sighs> well, so when you use one of these machines, you're going to be thinking by a duck. I am indeed. But according to Time Out New York magazine, uh, these new vending machines, quote, look like giant iPods that have been turned into refrigerators, end quote. <laughs> 
Now, if you want to buy something, you log in with your Facebook account or your fingerprint. Kind of scary there. Yeah. And uh, you just grab what you want off the shelf of this. And it's going to have, like, snacks. And I think you can maybe get minor electronics in here, too. Whatever they have decided to stock this uh, Vicky machine with. And uh, when you grab something off the shelf, Vicky displays the total cost of the removed item. So you can see how much you are taking off your account here. The the software can also play ads and provide information on each product, like, I don't know, maybe the calorie count of that crap food you're buying, and uh, maybe make some suggestions based on your purchasing history. Hey, you want another Slim Jim? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah. You want another Slim Jim? <laughs> They're made with beef cheeks. For- <laughs> <laughs> they are. They are. Um, now, if you sign in through Facebook, uh, the vetting machine will also tell you happy birthday if you have it in your profile. Okay, so robot vending machine... <sighs> I say, hey, you know, you're going to get that again? Just give me a minute. Let me just... Cleansing breath. Cleansing breath. Hit one with the universe. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So you're picturing one of these up in... I'm uh, picturing what, beef cheeks <laughs> is what I'm <laughs> picturing, okay? All right. So yeah. you're picturing one of these up in the Tremont section in the Bronx. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Getting beaten down. Please. Yeah. Please. Sort of emptied out. Vicky. You know. Why do they got to call it? Give it's it a gotta name. It's got to have a little name. Pretty, you know, it's like Hal. I had to give a personal <sighs> name. But you just see it like laying there. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. You know, after its glasses were smashed. Please, Vicky. Interesting and you know concept. What? We're I, not I can this see. in the Bronx. Yeah. I grew up in the Bronx. We're just being realists. Yeah. You put this in some neighborhoods in the Bronx. An extreme testing situation. It will not last. Yeah. Period. I'm kind of thinking it's probably going to be more NYU dorm. Maybe the Probably. new school. Yeah. Uh, Maybe but, but the new they, school. But they're, they're, they got plans here. So. They got plans. They got ideas. We'll see how Vicky does in the big city. Yeah, Vicky. NASA had a major announcement last week in regards to its Cassini mission to Saturn. Uh-oh. I don't know if you were watching this. Uh, I was glued. Yes. Uh, it seems the Cassini spacecraft that's currently orbiting the ringed planet has been sending back Instagram snaps, um, or rather visuals and other data, on one of Saturn's many moons. Uh, the moon in question here is Enceladus, which researchers have known for years has liquid water under its surface, but Cassini has found evidence of hydrothermal vents on Enceladus's ocean floor. Oh, snap! Yes, so, so new. What is a hydrothermal vent, you may say? You just said that, right? <laughs> What is a hydrothermal vent, Yes, uh, J.D.? Well, a hydrothermal vent is a fissure in the moon's rocky core that releases water that has been heated up by geothermal activity. It's wow. kind of like, you know, hot springs. It's like a hot spring. Yes. And uh, these jets of hot water carry with them minerals and nutrients, and minerals and nutrients could support life just as they do here on Earth. Hello. Dot, dot, dot. Yes. Here on Earth, we have tiny crabs and tube worms among the organisms splashing around in our hydrothermal vents. Yep. So... What Who works knows? here, maybe it works there. There you go. Could uh, Enceladus Ocean have something going on up there, you know? I thought it was uh, one of the moons of Jupiter that might have this, too. So, well, they're, they're finally sending back all this detailed data. We could find, you know, there's a whole party going on out there in the other end of the solar system yeah. that, that we've not been privy to. Right. We're wasting our time going to other galaxies. I know. We you could know. be rocking out with tiny crabs and two worms. <laughs> It's life. Uh-huh. It counts. Yes, yes. But needless to say, NASA is very excited by I this. I don't doubt it. I'm very excited about yes, it. Yes, and uh, we'll link to the Cassini mission page so that uh, y'all can read up on the, the multimedia that NASA has put up. There you go. And finally. And finally. In case you somehow missed it last week, a trailer for Star Wars The Last Jedi was released uh, during Star Wars Celebration. That's that big convention they have down, uh, I think it's in Orlando, sometimes they have in California, sometimes they have in Europe. Anyway, big giant Star Wars Comic-Con style celebration. Yep. The trailer uh, shot around the web at hyperspeed and geeks parsed each frame to ponder potential plot points 
but it's been the title of the film that's had some wondering, especially with the grammar nerds. As we know, Jedi can be both singular and plural. So is The Last Jedi just one night or multiple nights? I think it's multiple nights. I'm going with the multiple nights. Well, uh, however, in an interview with ABC News, the film's director, Ryan Johnson, said the title in his mind speaks of the Jedi in the singular sense and says Luke Skywalker is indeed that last Jedi. No. No, it's Ray. You know, this could be a, a misdirection. Point of, it's misdirection. Yeah, you know, because as as you said, you know, the, the director could just be messing with you. And keep in mind, the film was not out until December fifteenth, so who knows how the interpretation will vary by then? Yeah, the Jedi aren't gone. Yeah. Come on, they've got to be there, man. You can't stop get rid of the Jedi with it. And you know that very last frame. Where he says, what was it? He says, uh, Skywalker says something like, oh, you know, the Jedi, the Jedi have to, to go. Yeah. Yeah, it's time for the Jedi to end. Yeah, but that scene, I'm betting that occurs earlier in the film when he's doing the whole thing about he doesn't want to train Ray. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like yeah. the whole Yoda thing. Yeah. You know, he's not ready or whatever the heck Yoda said. I'm not going to do a Yoda voice because I'll butcher it. No, uh, and then come Yoda on. will come like have words with you. Exactly. Exactly. But it was a very beautifully shot trailer. The, the helicopter trailer. shot over, I believe they film in Skellig Michael, that island off the coast of Ireland, yeah. but yeah. that they've made the Jedi Temple be gorgeous, gorgeous cinematography. Yeah, but they kind of cribbed their own like thing, you know, in the in the first movie, in the trailer and the and in the film where they're flying over the water and yeah. you got the the, the ripple effect on the water. They got that thing with the weird orange dust coming yeah. up. They kind of cribbed themselves. I was kind of disappointed yeah, by that. Well, maybe they were. Maybe it's an echo on a theme. Yeah, Connecting true. something. Very or, true. Or it was in the special effect uh, toolbar. Um, <laughs> That's it. But uh, anyway. Uh, the and they last had a ba- the back shot of, uh, yeah. of Princess Leia. I'm sorry, General Organa. Yes. <sighs> She'll oh, always be my princess. I know. And and uh, speaking of Star Wars Celebration, the, the lovely Carrie Fisher tribute video that yeah. they put up there. Oh, please. Boom, feels, right in the feels. Feels. Boom. Yes. Oh, that was just awful. I know. I was a blathering wreck. I was. Yeah, I was me like, too. Oh, I had to, please. Go sweat quietly with an adult beverage. Yes. But uh, anyway, this has been an extra long news segment because Laura Holson <laughs> yes, is with us this week. Yeah, that's true. Because we miss her so. Yes, we do. But uh, for anyone out there who wants to know more about all the things we talked about, uh, you can find a page of links at poptechgym.com. Up next, let's consider iTunes. We gotta have snacks. I'm gonna bring snacks next we're gonna, time. We're gonna get a Vicky machine in this book. <laughs> oh, see. Hello, Pedro. Yeah, stop. Stop. You know you want these combos. And you know he's not gonna say it right. It's gonna hello Pedro. <laughs> what would you like, Pedro? No, maybe it'll <sighs> maybe they will program it with the nuances and the sensitivities of a multicultural New York environment. You can't even say that with a straight face. You know it's not gonna happen. I'm trying I'm, I'm they're gonna call me Pedro or Peppy. Or Poncho. No, no, no. If it's on Paco. your Facebook profile, they would say, hello, El Kaiser. Paco. <laughs> <laughs> We're supposed to be talking about iTunes, right? Yes, yes. So, so I'm let's obsessing. Jump into I'm now obsessing. you're thinking about what, how this vending machine is going to do. Yes, you. yes. Well, well, let us uh, consider the question here as we yes. tease at the top of the show. Let us consider. Are the days of iTunes as the multimedia program many people have been using since January 9th, 2001, coming to a close? Yes. Next question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> iTunes is dead to you. Yes. 
Now, well, as noted on the Mac blogs, Apple changed the name of iTunes Podcast to Apple Podcast late last week and released a new badge for podcasters to post to their page. Did, did you get one for our page? Uh, you know what? I have not. Actually, Apple I didn't Podcasts. know this. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big uh, wow. branding shift here. I better go uh, actually You better go download, it. put that on our page. Yes, yes um, And uh, many people thought iTunes was toast a few years ago when Apple Music hit the scene because why would you have these – two different services here. Yeah. Uh, but the program is still hanging on at version 12.6 for uh, the PC and Mac. Yes. But the move to the Apple Podcasts branding kind of uh, got Dan Morin, who's a contributor at Macworld, asking, is it time for Apple to retire all the i products? Uh, it does kind of feel like a quaint relic from the 21st century. I'm sure the iPhone has, you know, kind of like it's got that big brand thing going there yeah, and, and yeah, the yeah. iMac. But some previous program names are already on the iHeap, including iDVD, iPhoto, and iCal. Yeah, because it, it does get a little twee, you know, a yeah, little lowercase i. Yeah, but iWork is still there, iMovie. Yeah, so, so they haven't uh, wiped it out uh, completely. Yep. But it does kind of feel like maybe we're in some sort of transition stage. Some of their new products like Apple Watch and the aforementioned Apple Music have just not gone anywhere near the yeah. i. yeah. But uh, with the move to streaming, cloud lockers, and wireless downloads, does iTunes have a place on the hard drive anymore, too? I know a lot of people don't like it just because it's always been kind of clunky and they don't oh, like the way it manages the music. And it's basically a big database that lists your files, but if that gets screwed up, then you can't find anything. Oh, yeah. Tears ensue. Yes. But compared to the fairly simple program released 16 years ago after Apple bought and polished up the old SoundJam MP program, I think Cassidy and Green used to do. Yep. They polished that up into iTunes version 1.0 and released it. And people are like, oh, it's got that shiny brushed metal look. And yep. it was something new at the time. The original iTunes rip stored and organized your personal digital music files and helped you transfer them to your chunky, clunky white iPod over a FireWire connection. Remember those <laughs> remember good times? I remember those days. I remember them very yeah, well. Yeah, we were, we were all so young then. We were. But over the years, Apple integrated the iTunes Music Store into it in 2003, so then you could purchase the stuff you wanted for 99 cents a pop tune. And that was the game changer. Yeah, shredded the album error into pieces yep. in favor of the personal playlist way of life. I mean, shredded it good. Yeah, so artists, you know, who had worked on these sort of conceptual albums, uh, people were just, oh, I like that one song, I'm going to get that, 99 cents. Yep. I don't think that did a lot for oh, royalties. For mm, and nope. you know, Before you even got to streaming, uh, they were taking hit on the royalties there. They blew it up, came back. Blew it up again. Yes, and iTunes and the iPod didn't stop at music, adding movies, TV shows, uh, streaming radio, podcasts, and other forms of digital entertainment to one's live. But the iTunes interface has gotten more mobile-looking over the years, maybe not to the, the best it could be for a desktop uh, situation because the shortcuts and iconography that you use in mobile for a touchscreen sometimes don't really read on the desktop they environment. Don't. There was one version, I don't know if it was 11 or 12, but and I've been writing about iTunes for, oh, for 10 or 12 yeah. years. Yeah. And I'm looking at this interface, and I can't find like the CD ripping option. They had kind of tucked things away, yep. and they'd gone for that very stripped-down minimalist look that everyone was moving to a couple of years ago. So it kind of made the program really feel like it was, you know, sort of... Uh, Useless? Yeah, per precisely. Yeah. yeah. And also, uh, I think the code base, too, people felt it was getting bloated, crufty, and in need of a major overhaul. Did you just make up a word? Crufty? No, crufty, I think, is a, a programmer thing. I love that. It's when you get all, you know, it's too junky and you just needs to be, like, streamlined and cleaned up. That's great. I had no idea. I didn't know that word. Crufty. Yes, I'm yes, going to work crufty. that into my lexicon. I'll, I'll put a... Uh, definition of it on the uh, the show page Crafty. there. Awesome. So so this state of iTunes is it's at twelve point six, kind of wheezy, kind of like they put a lot of stuff on right click now that wasn't 
the Mac users traditionally never use because right. of the single button mouse. Yep. But to find stuff, sometimes you got to click around with both buttons. And they've ex- like, oh, I can throw this playlist onto my connected iPod that's not even connected with a wire. It's wirelessly. Right. You can do a lot more with it now, but are people really using it? Everything is sort of streaming or it's mm-hmm. coming out of the cloud. Longtime listeners of this show know that I had a very – and I specifically, I'm saying, had a very overly complicated system of ripping my CDs because I'm still all about the media, you know, physical media. I there were FLAC files involved. There are FLAC files involved, and then I do an alternate rip for this, that, and the other thing. After a while, once my second child was born, I realized I don't have time for that. This was an elaborate production process. It was, I mean, really elaborate. I mean, if you dig back in the archives, I actually wrote a piece, I think, way back when ex- trying to explain it. But then I went strictly to iTunes and I went to uncompressed, whatever the heck they're. Oh, Apple flack, Lossless. Apple Lossless. And it is really so much more annoying than my original way of doing it. Really? Yeah. It's just, it doesn't feel right. The software never felt right. Did it, you just not like the way it compressed, or not compressed, but uh, encoded the music? No, it's because it doesn't give you too many options. I actually think it, in its in its own obnoxious Apple way, and you know, you can't disagree with me here. Apple historically has always tried to make things easy for people. So in this case, they don't give you a lot of options for what you what they will allow you to do with their program. Yeah, well, I think Apple seriously tried to make their software very simple so that anyone can use it. And with that simplicity comes like the experts can't yeah. get into underneath the hood to really right. bang along. You know, you only exactly. got two switches on the front, but you can't get in to rewire it yourself. Exactly. That's the frustration I've always had with iTunes. And, you know, in a, in a lot of ways, I've always had with Apple products, period. Yeah. But especially with iTunes, I can't stand that software. So, I never so, so what do you use as your preferred music management system? I use iTunes now. <laughs> because You just wh- sit there and hate it? Yeah, I just sit there and hate it because, to be perfectly blunt, it's convenient. Yeah. And when you have... A lot of obligations and not a lot of time. Yeah, it makes it easy. You know, you plug it in. You just uh, you know dump a whole bunch of stuff on yeah, your device. I hate you. I hate you. Exactly. I hate please. You. Yeah. I just whisper it over and over. Yes, but there's no word on whether Apple is planning on doing anything new to the program this year. Um, I guess, as we said, the Worldwide Developers Conference is just a few months away, right. and there's a preview of the new Mac OS that's expected. Don't know if they're going to do anything uh, with iTunes there. It always has kind of been a standard install on the operating system. And that is true. But uh, when it is time for iTunes to go, expect uh, some Mac media to uh, get nostalgic and have retrospectives on how the program helped usher in the age of digital music and video for many mainstream users and help make the world a little more mobile because we could all take our entertainment with us. Uh, well, no, then. no doubting it was a game changer. And, yeah, so, so. we'll you know, consider the paradigm shifted and exactly. uh, we'll, we'll see what happens this year with iTunes. But I'm thinking, you know, maybe it's maybe it's time for something different. Handwriting's on the wall, I think. Yeah. Hey, the iPod's gone, so why not? Yeah. So uh, on that note, I guess we should uh, say goodbye ourselves. Yes, I think we should. We should say goodbye to the bros, builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros if you think it, they'll build it. Thank you, bros. Thank you, bros. And thank you to the listeners. We hope everyone's having a lovely week or had a lovely week as we head into the weekend. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, thank you. Did we thank the listeners already? Yes, we just thanked the listeners. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm losing track. Yes. I'm so losing you're track. hungry. You want beef cheeks. I'm really, I want beef cheeks. Yes, I do. Yes, you want I want a spicy Slim Jim. I do. Yes. I really do. I'm not going to worry. All right. Well, I can't keep you here any longer because clearly you need some sustenance. I think you need some protein. Yeah, I have some. I have issues with processed meats, I think. Yeah. yeah. But they taste so delicious. They do. 
Yes, all right. So until next week, and we're back with more, and hopefully we will give Pedro a snack before we record. <laughs> I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Bye now. Bye. Beef cheeks. <laughs> Oh yeah!